What is up, you sexy bastards? It's your boy, Mr. Chamomile T, a.k.a. Rabbi Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. Books are literally the most affordable investment you can make in your life. That is bonkers, but true. I've read over a thousand books in my lifetime. I'm excited to share the seven books that have had the biggest impact on my life and business. Damn, people love books, by the way. Also, I'll be sharing actionable takeaways so you can implement them today. I also post a lot of my books at goodreads.com slash Noah Kagan. If you want to see the books I'm reading, that's goodreads.com slash Noah Kagan. If you've ever learned about which books have contributed the most to AppSumo and my own success, plus which books have made the biggest impact in my personal life, you're going to love this episode. And here's three gigantic things you're going to take away. Number one, the power of letting go. Sometimes I still struggle with that. I don't want to let you go, listeners. I love you. Number two, why you should allocate time in your week to recharge. Number three, why more is actually less. Sometimes I'm like, why less is actually more? I'm like, I don't know. But you're going to find out in this episode. Enjoy those three things, plus a bunch more air nuggets along the way. Before we dive into the show, there is a huge announcement. We are giving away a $1 million Black Friday fund. So if you're a creator or you've wanted to be a creator and you have a book, course, or software, we want to pay you to bring you customers on the AppSumo.com marketplace. This is bonkers. Yes, I, I, this is legit. So if you have an ebook, online course, digital download, checklist, SOP, template library, SaaS, or any other digital product looking to crush it on Black Friday, go submit it to the AppSumo.com marketplace. That's sell.appsumo.com slash black dash Friday dash fund, or just go to AppSumo.com slash sell. And if you list between September 15th and November 17th, we're going to be paying out the first 400 partners 1000 And then every other partner is going to get $250 just for listing on the AppSumo marketplace. And not only that, we're also giving away 10 lucky partners $10,000 to spend on their business. Wow. Giving away all my money. Hopefully you guys will hire me once you guys get it rich. So here's what it is. Submit your product. Go live. Get paid between September 15th and November 17th. The AppSumo $1 million Black Friday fund. That's sell.appsumo.com slash black-friday-fund. Or just go get listed at appsumo.com slash sell. Also, a special pre-show shout out to listener The Kickologist. What a great name. They lived review saying 100% of Noah's agree. Can't miss this podcast. Marketers, business owners, and people who generally enjoy learning things, you got to check out Noah Kagan's podcast. Man, that made me feel really special. Uh, as well, I'm guessing this person's first name is Noah too. Thank you and every other one of your listeners. That really means a lot. And if you want to shout out in a future episode, leave a review wherever you listen to the show. I check every single one of them. Let's dive in. A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller. This book is my inspiration on how to live an interesting life. So for me personally, I read this book and decided that I am going to go bike across America. Donald did it in his book, and I was like, oh my God, I got to do that too. So what makes this book so powerful and so interesting is that a lot of us, I'd say every single one of us, want to live a meaningful, purposeful, interesting life. And this book gives you examples and ways on how to do it. So a few things that he says that I really resonate with and think about often is, if you want to live an interesting life, you just be around interesting people. I'm like, that's it? Yeah. And so I think about one of my good friends, Neville from copywritingcourse.com and how he's such an interesting person. He's playing piano. He's studying Joe Rogan. He listens to Howard Stern. He goes and does all these adventures. And so I think for you as well, who are the people that are in your life that are interesting? And if you don't have anyone, go find them or you can join us in our group, okdork.com slash group and find interesting people. The second thing that Donald talks about in his book, which I thought was great, is how to live a life full of Hail Marys. And no, it's not the prayer thing. This is actually in football. You throw the football to the end zone and hopefully they catch it. And I got to talk with Donald Miller. And what he said about that is that one out of 10 times when you do something crazy, you throw the Hail Mary, which is the long, maybe not workout plan, one out of 10 times it works. And so what? Nine out of 10s, it doesn't. But that one out of 10, maybe you get the relationship. Maybe you get that job. Maybe you go on an adventure. And that is how you live an interesting life. And so it's an amazing read. He's an amazing writer. I definitely recommend you checking out the, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. Next, Maverick by Ricardo Semler. This is a book on how a guy gave up total control of his company and is able to take it to a $100 million plus business. 
For me specifically, this is the basis of how we've run AppSumo.com, which this year is going to reach over $30 million in revenue. And I'm not here to brag about that. I'm saying that that's because I've given up a lot of the control. And over the past eight years, the team has really decided how do we get it to that next level. And so I think for yourself, if you wanted to start a business or you're looking to grow a business, this is the book that you need to be reading. A few highlights from the book that I think you'll really appreciate is number one, hire adults and let them be adults. And I know that some of that sounds really simple, but it is that simple. And the beauty of it is people are smart and you've hired smart people. So let them go do the things they want to do. Secondly, the only way you're going to scale your company is if you can get out of the way. Yeah, that's it. So if you are trying to grow your business, hire amazing people, get out of their way and let them make their own decisions. If you notice yourself telling them what to do, you've lost. And lastly is remove all the rules and process and limitations and bureaucracy for your teammates. The reason you've hired people is you want to let them go flourish. And the beauty of the way that I've seen it from this book and we've used in our company is give people a goal, give them some boundaries, aka maybe a budget, and let them go play the game they want to play. That's how life gets really interesting. And this is an amazing book that shares the story of how he took his dad's company from nothing to a huge success by doing pretty much the opposite of what we read in a lot of business books. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. So there's a reason why you've heard of this book, and it's sold over 25 million copies. That's a lot. And the book to me is, is quote unquote, the Bible or Torah or Quran of how to be a great person and effective in all of your endeavors. So from this book specifically, it is exactly how I do my goal setting. I stole it from this book. Thanks, Stephen. It's about working backwards, breaking things down monthly, and scheduling are totally things that I've copied from this book. And it's how I do a lot of the things that I get done. So for yourself, here's a few of the major themes. But if you haven't read this book, there's a reason it's that popular. So number one, begin with the end in mind. And so his approach, what I really, really love is that if you want to accomplish something, go to the end, figure out where the end looks, and then work backwards from that. Yeah, a lot of these concepts are simple, but they're amazing to hear or they need to be said in a different way. And Stephen does it so well. And he tells a lot of stories that makes it effective to remember. Secondly, and I think about this all the time, relationships are like a bank account. You make deposits and withdrawals. So if you're late to someone, if you don't follow through with something, if you do do something for someone that you said you were going to do, it's all like a bank account of trust. That's how he describes it in his book. And you either make a deposit or you make a withdrawal. And I love how he, he creates and structures relationships in that way. And it's a great way to think about all the relationships in your own life. And lastly, oh, this is such a good one, sharpening the saw, keep learning and improving your brain. And I thought this was an amazing thing. I know you've heard maybe that Abraham Lincoln quote, which is, if I had to cut a tree, I would sharpen the saw for nine hours and then I would cut it down for one. That's kind of the exact point that he's trying to make in this book is that for you and me and everyone else out there, keep sharpening your saw, keep learning things, keep improving yourself. This is an amazing book. Definitely recommend Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The Ultimate Sales Machine turbocharge your business with relentless focus on 12 key strategies by Chet Holmes. This is a book that I actually had on my shelf for many, many months. I finally grabbed it, got on an airplane and devoured it in a few hours with so many rabbit ears. That's what I call the pages that I take notes on. And it's a book if you're trying to start a business or get really good at sales, I highly recommend it. The way that this book has impacted me is that our sales organization at AppSumo, I think there's around 10 people. And at Sumo.com, we had a sales organization of around 15. This is how we've organized the team. This is how you do effective sales. And as well, he's got a lot of really nice tips and tactics of how to be effective just in your business. A few specific concepts that you can use today in your own business, and you don't have to even read the book, is number one, you have to be proactive about productivity and train yourself to focus on the tasks that really matter. I always think about this, how everyone has the same amount of time, but why does it seem that certain people are getting so much more done? And the reality is, is that they're prioritizing the more important things in their lives and in their businesses. And so it's something to think about in yourself. Number two, and this is something that I think about even to this day, and I read this book 
many times over the past few years is how are you thinking about 10 xing your business? And I ask people this, like, how many blogs are you writing? Like, you know, I've written a blog post a week. And I'm like, well, do you get customers from your blog? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, why aren't you writing 10 posts a day? They're like, seriously? I'm like, yeah, seriously. Uh, and lastly, sales is hard, but overcoming the fear of rejection is a huge stepping stone to success. If you haven't heard of our coffee challenge, uh, that is where you go to anytime you order coffee or anything you're going to go order in the future. Just ask for 10% off. Don't explain why. Get rejected realize you're alive and move forward. And a lot of times in business, I always think it's about asking. And that's all business is. I'm asking you for something in exchange for money. And so the more that you can practice overcoming rejection, practice overcoming fear, the more that you're going to get the things you want out of life. The Power of Full Engagement by Jim Lower and Tony Schwartz. This book is not about how much time you and me have in our day. It is about how we leverage our energy. And so I got to talk with Tony recently and I talked to him about how I like going to the sauna once a week, but I felt so guilty. I said, Tony, I'm not sitting at my desk. I'm not producing things. All the people at the company are going to be like, oh, look at that bum. No, he's just having fun and relaxing. And he's like, that's exactly what you need to be doing. And I was like, really? You give me permission to do it? And what he really highlights, and I think it's important for you and me, is that how are we recharging and recovering and where are we actually getting our best ideas? And so one of the main things that I've taken away from this book is that you have to add recharge and recovery time into your work week. So every Wednesday and Friday morning, I have recovery time. I go to the sauna and I get a massage. And so I felt really guilty about doing this. I don't know about you, but maybe if you walk away from your computer, if you're not on online, so people can message you, you're like, oh, I feel like I'm not really working. But think about this. When's the last time you've had some of your best ideas for your life and for your work? Probably not while you're sitting on a computer. Sometimes I think when the computer opens up, the mind goes shut. And for me, it was thinking like, oh, wow, when I go and do these things, I feel relaxed, I get recharged, I plug in, and all these ideas start coming to me. So for yourself, start thinking about how you can add that in your own life. A few other highlights from the book that are really interesting to think about is notice when your energy levels are at their peak and work your day around that. If they're really great at midnight and beyond, stay up very late, night owl. Or if it's in the morning after you have coffee, get wild and allocate time around that. So be less concerned about your time, like, oh, I'm working eight hours, because you're probably not working eight hours. You know we're on Reddit. But the reality is, is that when are you actually the most productive and really work your day around that? Secondly, allocate time to recharge. I talked about a little how, how big that's been for me. Try doing it a little bit this week or in the upcoming week and see how much of a difference it makes for you. And lastly, put yourself in places and people that give you more energy. And that's been such a mind shift that I've really gotten from this book. I forgot how important it was for me is what activities, like making this audio and video for you gives me more energy. So go do more of that. And notice what stuff is draining your energy. Maybe it's people, maybe it's activities and change it. You're in control. The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. The story is a little bit crazy. He wants to solve the, the noise in his head. And so he goes and lives out in the woods and he starts realizing he's going to just surrender to everything and say yes to things. And he ends up building a nine-figure tech company that revolutionizes the medical industry. So specifically for me, I've had a lot of anxiety this year about where am I going to live next? So I was in San Diego stressing out for weeks. I went to therapy to say like, where should I go next? And then I finally just surrendered and said, hey, it's going to all work out. And then I was like, oh, well, I should go to Utah and Colorado and explore there. And now I'm even recording this from my mom's house in Albuquerque. I came to visit her. And so it's not being open-minded and saying yes to every single thing. I guess you could try that. But it's just being a little bit more open-minded to what life is bringing you and not being so forced or stressing out about it. A few key things from this book that I think will really help you in, in your own life is, number one, being willing to face loneliness. Oh, man, this guy has noises in his head. So he says he's going to go live out in the woods to try to quiet the noises and meditate all day long. And I know loneliness for me has been uh, literally one of the things I'm most scared of. I've been scared of the dark. I'm scared of alone. And it's something that going into and facing and actually just experiencing it and putting on eye masks and being like, hey, 
it's not so bad just hanging out with Noah. So I love that that book talks about that and he explores it. Secondly is not being so restricted and being more open-minded to the world. He was living out in the middle of like nowhere and someone just wanted to come live on his, his farm or whatever he called it. And he's like, sure. And then they wanted to build like a house and he's like, okay. And I, he set up a thing in the book, which was say yes to some of the things you normally say no to. And that's how you're going to experience new things in life. And I just thought there was something really powerful about that. I think there's obviously a limit. We're going to say yes to a lot of different things, but you never know what you're going to be experiencing and how much better life will be. All right, Million Dollar Consulting by Alan Weiss. This is a literal step-by-step guidebook on how you can build a successful consulting business. The way that this has impacted my life is that when I was dating a girl in college, I got invited to her house in Wilmette, Illinois. And I went to their house and it was a mansion. I was like, Nicole, you didn't tell me you were this rich. And I asked her father, I was like, all right, man, you guys are pretty well off. And you know, I'm in college. I want to get rich too. And so how'd you get this rich? And his response was literally, he gave me Alan Weiss's book, Million Dollar Consulting. He said, read it and I could have a mansion too. And the book had some really, really amazing things. I think one of the number one things from this book that I've taken away is value-based pricing. And what do I mean by that is that a lot of times if you're doing freelancing or if you're doing consulting, you're like, I'm going to charge $10 an hour. The way that Alan positioned it that I've always really loved is how much money am I creating for my client? And then I could charge a percentage of that because I'm making so much money for them. And that's a much better way than saying charging by the hour and having to track all this stuff. And I loved approaching a lot of businesses when I was doing consulting back in the day. Two things that you can also take away from this book that I really, really like that you can do today is number one, a lot of times when we go and we're doing consulting with the clients, like I want this, here's what I want. But I think what Alan actually pitches is what does the client actually need? And so improving and focusing on that will actually elevate you from competing in the fivers and upwork and freelances of the world. Secondly, one of the things that Alan talks about that I really resonate with is improving your writing. Yes, whether you are being a consultant or if you're in a relationship, you're starting a business or you're an employee, improving your communication skill is one of the most valuable things you can do. So Alan talks a lot about reading good books and practicing just effective communication on the phone as well as in writing so that you can be more effective as a consultant. The score will take care of itself by Bill Walsh. I love the books that most people have not heard of because that's how you're going to get an advantage. If you're reading the same books that everyone else has heard of, you have no chance of winning. So this book is a memoir on leadership and success from San Francisco 49ers football team coach who transformed them from one of the worst performing teams to the, one of the best. And when I believe four Super Bowls, not bad. So one thing that this book has changed for me is that we can't control the outputs of the game, and the, aka the score, but we can control our locker rooms, our practice, and all of the inputs. So a small thing that I've done for myself is I can control my desk. I can't control necessarily how the weather's going to be, but I can make my desk neat every single day. And what he talks about in this book is all the different small things that you can control, whether running your ads, learning how to write better, cleaning up your desk, that is the score and it will take care of itself. So a few things that you can do for yourself today that I really liked from this book is number one, what are some of the small details that people will pay attention to? So that will help represent some of the larger things. A lot of times when I worked at Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg would say, hey, why is there a comma missing? Why is there a period? Why is there not a capitalization on the help pages? And I always remember being so surprised that he was doing that. Uh, But what it did do is it said, hey, the small things matter. And so the big things are going to matter too. So number one, that is something to think about in your own business. And the second thing I think from this book that's really interesting is that how do you actually build a professional team. If you are trying to succeed in in building a company or starting a company or working with other people just in general, how do you actually make sure that you have the right team in place following the right philosophy? And I think that's something I've noticed where if people want to have a band and have a rock star, maybe that's not the best way to build a business. So that's something to think about for yourself. So The Paradox of Choice, Why More is Less by Barry Schwartz. So this book shows you how today's vast amount of choices makes you frustrated 
less likely to choose, more likely to mess up, and less happy overall. This book literally shows you how having so many options in the grocery store and online actually is worse for us, and how do we actually have concrete strategies and actions to improve and ease our decision making. So a few things that you can do for yourself that I really took away from this book is, number one, next time you go to a restaurant, look down the list of items, and once you find something that's good enough, just stop. I can't tell you how many times I've gone out to eat and people are looking through every single page, asking around, doing surveys, doing focus groups, and I'm just like, does it really matter? And so that's something I've really practiced and appreciated learning from this book is just find the dish you want and go with it. And I think that can apply for a lot of the decisions that you're making in your life. Next up, he talks about a satisfizer versus a maximizer, versus a perfectionist. So the way that Barry lives is that once he finds the dish he likes and the restaurant he likes and the job he likes and the wife he likes, he just keeps choosing it. And he really just aims for good enough, aka a satisfizer. And he has found through his research as a professor that living that life has actually made him way more happier and way more fulfilled. So next time you're doing your choices and you're trying to maximize or perfectionize, see what happens when you actually just go with good enough. And the last thing he talks about is that choices really can be evil. He talks about how there's choices of jam. And as they increase the choices of jam, people are actually making less decisions. I know for me, when I've tried to choose a speaker recently, uh, it had multiple colors. And I ended up not buying a speaker because I wasn't sure which color really mattered. So this book specifically has been so much of a game changer for me that I decided to make a full book summary of it and put it on the 1% Better channel. I kept it super practical, so by the end of the book summary, you'll get five key action items you can implement in your life to make better decisions and be a happier person. Go check it out. I'll see you out there, and I love you. Pew, pew! Well, that is a wrap. I hope you love the episode as much as I love making it for you. Remember to go subscribe to my email list. That's sendfox.com slash Noah. As well, create your own email list. It's one of the best investments you can ever make, as well as books, at sendfox.com. Plus, Don't forget the AppSumo $1 million Black Friday Fund. We are giving away a million bucks between September 15th and November 17th. Make sure you submit so that you can get paid out. Plus, it's a great way to get a business started. Or if you already got a digital product, it's a great way to get it growing. Books, templates, courses, SaaS products, whatever it is, that's going to be at appsumo.com slash sell or sell.appsumo.com slash black dash Friday dash fund. Next, text a friend you love him. Yo, dog, let's go boogie boarding together. And before you go, tweet me at Noah Kagan about what you thought of this episode. Finally, a couple of shout outs to my amazing team. Thank you to Jason at podcasttech.com for making these episodes sound so damn flawless. Thank you to Mitchell, Jeremy, Hubert, Jonathan, Sasa, Cam, George, and Jen from the Dork Team for everything y'all do. Uh, finally, big shout out to the recruiting team over at AppSumo. Y'all have done a phenomenal job bringing on awesome people at AppSumo. Plus, if any of you are interested in an amazing career, changing your life and the life of others, appsumo.com slash careers, come join the fam, man. It's a fun ass place. Obviously, I'm super biased. Have a stupendous day. What's your favorite type of pen? Obviously, it's a Pilot G2.38, but maybe you have some other idea that's probably wrong. Love you. Bye.